So this week we are going to be talking about um, surgical asepsis or sterile field. Um, next week we will cover wound care. Those will actually be in the same checkoff. So today you're going to learn how to put on sterile gloves and to set up a sterile field. And then next week we'll start on wound care. And then like I said, when you check off, we will combine the two and it'll just be one check off. So um, right now we're just doing, this is your one hour skills um, lecture that is on Blackboard and we're just gonna go over it because in lab today I'm gonna hopefully get everybody a pair of gloves uh, so you can practice. I'm not sure if you have uh, like a sterile drape in your bag. If you do, make sure you're going to, you want to bring your bags to uh, lab. Remember, I said once we started into vital signs and stuff, you're going to want to bring your bag every week because it's got the supplies you need in it other than your gloves. Um, and I have those in the lab. So the first thing is, is uh, we're going to talk about a surgical asepsis. Surgical asepsis is also known as sterile technique. The definition of ster sterile technique or surgical asepsis are procedures used to eliminate all microorganisms from an object or area. So basically that means free of any germs. A means without. Um, of course, surgical asepsis prevents contamination of an open wound. So if you have someone who has an open wound, um, you want to use sterile techniques so you so you do not introduce germs and bacteria into that wound. You also want to isolate, you can use it to isolate an operative or procedural area from the unsterile environment. Now, sometimes you'll see that in um, a surgical suite or a sur surgery room um, and everything in there that's covered with blue is considered sterile. You're not allowed to touch it, don't go near it. Um, but in a patient's room, there are things you can do to set up a sterile field to, in order to do dressing changes or procedures in the room at the bedside. Um, surgical asepsis also maintains a sterile field for surgery or procedural intervention. When is it used? So when is surgical asepsis, say, asepsis used? Um, it's used during procedures that require preparation of the skin. So um, anytime the skin's gonna be, there's gonna be an opening in the skin, you wanna use surgical asepsis. When the integrity of the skin is broken as a result of trauma, surgical incision, or burns, and then during invasive procedures. The principles of surgical asepsis, and if you put this to your memory, hopefully you won't have any problem with surgical asepsis. Sterile plus sterile equals sterile. So if you have a sterile field and you're placing a sterile object on it, it is considered sterile. If you have a sterile field plus clean, which means it's not sterile, then that means it's contaminated. Sterile plus contaminated equals contaminated. And then sterile plus questionable is contaminated. So only sterile objects can be placed on a sterile field. There is a specific way to do that. And that's what we'll do in lab today. If a sterile object or field is out of sight, it's contaminated. So once you set up your sterile field, you cannot leave the room. You cannot turn your back. You have to be facing it 
at all times so that you can see to make sure that nobody is putting anything on it or nothing is happening to it. A sterile object or field is contaminated after prolonged exposure to air. So don't set it up and then wait two or three hours and then go into the, your procedure. Again, it's going to be considered contaminated. A sterile object or field is contaminated after exposure to a wet contaminated surface. So you want to make sure when you're setting up a sterile field that the surface you're putting it on is clean and dry. A sterile object or field becomes contaminated if it comes in contact with a contaminated liquid. So if you are <clears throat> using uh, like you're draining an incision or uh, cleaning it out, debriding it, the, and using saline with a syringe, anything that drains out of that wound is considered contaminated. If you spill it on your contaminated field, then your field is contaminated which means you have to get rid of everything and start over. When you set up a sterile border, you have a, or a sterile field, you have a one inch border around that field that is considered contaminated. So your sterile objects need to be placed inside that one inch border on your sterile field. In your book, uh, pages 446, 450, 453, the pages listed there in your book, shows you how to prepare a sterile field and sterile gloving. You also have videos on Evolve that cover that material as well. <clears throat> I will warn you that on the videos you may not, you may see some things that are questionable. Just know if you keep the principles there where it says the principles of surgical asepsis in mind, um, then your procedure will be considered sterile. Um, in the video, I know some of the students from the last class complained that the nurse was throwing things away under the bed after she opened the sterile field. You're not technically supposed to bend over and, because then your sterile field is out of sight. So just remember, when you set it up, usually your table should be about waist high. So for everyone, that's going to be different depending on how tall you are. Uh, your hands should always be above your waist. You don't ever want to drop them once you have sterile gloves on. You never want to put your hands below your waist. Um, when you're placing sterile objects onto a sterile field, you have to be very careful. If you drop them in that one inch border, then they're considered contaminated. Because remember, just your one inch border, you have to place it inside the one inch border. So if it falls on the one inch border, then you, it's considered contaminated and you can't use it. So um, today you're going to learn how to open a sterile drape and place it on the table to set up your sterile field. We're going to show you how to um, place objects. I have Q-tips and two by twos and an ADD pad that you're going to practice placing onto the sterile field. Then we're going to practice putting on sterile gloves. So. Um, you only get the one pair of gloves, so please treat them gently. Uh, don't be yanking and tugging and pulling on them because they will rip or tear. So make sure when you are using your sterile gloves, treat them gingerly. Um, if for some reason they would rip, we can get you another pair, but it's not gonna be like a new pair every single week because we just, 
of course, because when we ordered them, they're on back order, of course, because of COVID. So we don't have a big, we don't have a big supply of them. So we just have to be very careful. I will tell you that um, you would not do this in real life, but for clinical purposes and practicing pur purposes in the lab, uh, students have in the past used baby powder. If you go to Walmart or somewhere and just get a little, um, in the trial size, just a little thing of baby powder. If you put either baby powder in the gloves or just kind of put it on your hands before you put the gloves on, once you've put them, once you put them on the first time, then the times after that, if you put a little bit of powder on your hands or in the gloves, will kind of help them to not be so sticky. Uh, right now, they don't have powder on them, uh, so your hands will kind of go in them very easily. Once you put them on, the oils and if your hands sweat um, from that, it'll it'll make the gloves a little sticky and it'll make them harder to get on each time. So you may want to invest in a little thing of baby powder to just kind of help keep your hands um, dry after you put them on the first time. Um, again, like I said, we're going to make sure when you're doing a sterile fills, if you're doing it at your patient's bedside, you can use your patient's bed, but you just have to make sure that your patient understands what you're doing, the purpose of it, and that they have to be very still because if they move or knock it off or go over the sterile field, then it's considered contaminated. Um, and again, that's something that we'll go over when we um, practice wound care because you, you can't, like I said, you can use your patient's bed. You just have to make sure to be careful not to uh, contaminate it. Um, let me make sure I covered everything. Does anybody have any questions? So just remember, like I said, if you put these principles of surgical asepsis to memory, and uh, last year I heard Professor Young tell the students to write it like a math problem, just kind of like it is here where it's sterile plus sterile equals sterile, sterile plus clean equals contaminated, sterile plus contaminated equals contaminated, and sterile plus questionable equals contaminated. Again, if you're setting up a sterile field and you don't know, then consider it contaminated and you would get new supplies. <clears throat> um, in your bags, I'm not sure, in your lab bags, I think you have a sterile field and maybe some sterile balls. Like I said, I don't think you have the gloves, but you should have the other two. And then you should have a wound care kit uh, also in your bag, which you will need next week when we cover wound care. Um, and then just a couple things before we go. If I put on the wall the sign-up sheets for this week, hopefully everyone is abiding by. I can only check off two students per hour. Last week we tried the four per hour, didn't quite work out real well. So this week we're going to two per hour. Just remember the deadline is Friday. Uh, I'm in the lab. The lab's open. This evening, 5 to 9, tomorrow evening, 5 to 9, and 13, from 8 a.m. to 9 p.m., Wednesday and Thursday. 
and then eight to five on Friday and 10 to um, two on Saturday. <clears throat> of course, Saturday would be past the deadline. What happens if you don't make it by Friday, then you would get a U for each week that you're late getting that checkoff done, performed. So, um, I know there are some exceptions to that. Uh, we do have some folks that are out sick, so um, depends on, you know, when they come back. But if you're here, then your checkoff deadline is by Friday. So, does anybody have any questions? All right, well, I will see some of you at 10.30.